0: spoiler warning this episode contains spoilers of the season finale of loki black widow and surprisingly star wars episode 7 the force awakens and even more surprising mission impossible 2 so if you don't want to hear the spoilers skip to 16 and a half minutes into the episode all right let's start the show Welcome to Best Song Ever. Who am I? Oh, I've been called many things. A ruler. A conqueror. <laughs> uh, a person of interest in the disappearance of John JonBenet Ramsey. We don't need to talk about that right now. Uh, but it's not as simple as a name. Or actually it is. Because my name is Luke LeBan. But for this episode... I'm old Lukey Laufison, the tricky dick of time travel himself, and I'm joined by the variant of all variants, Kevin Connor, or should I say, Kev the Conqueror. What's up, Kev?
1: Yeah, that's me. I've been pruned <laughs> several times, and I keep coming
0: back. I get pruned every time I take a bath because my hands get all pruney.
1: Yeah, well, you know, uh, you gotta be careful taking too many baths, Luke, because you might just create a Nexus event with that big old buddy of yours.
0: Oh, it's happened before. Hey, you know when else I get pruned? When I have a urinary tract infection. Isn't it good for that? <laughs> Prune <laughs> juice? <laughs> I <laughs> wasn't true. Sure if I had my facts right on that one, but... Uh, we're not doctors, we're just podcasters. Yep. But we're talking Loki today, people. <laughs> That's what all this is about. The Loki season finale was this week, and uh, it was amazing. It I honestly like have not had a viewing experience like that in a long time. Where I was like, <gasps> like I was like nervous. I was like, what's gonna happen? Oh shit! And um, so I was watching. You know, I devour these YouTube videos about yes. nerd stuff, and they had all these theories about Kang. Kangang. Gang, um, and uh I was watching a like Black Widow video, and then it played, it auto played to like a heavy spoilers video about Loki, and I hear the theme song, I was like, nope, and just muted it, and because uh, we were gonna watch it in like an hour, and uh then I'm, I played another video about like Rick and Morty, and it auto played, and I was like, j- a little slower getting to it this time, and I was like, oh shit, and I see just a frame, just a fraction of a frame of Jonathan Major's face, the statue. Aww. And I'm like, I I just closed it. And I'm like, all like giddy because I'm like, oh shit, it's Kang. <laughs> Kang is in it. And so uh, then I was like, it actually helped the spoiler because then I was like more excited to watch it. I was You're like, ready oh, for shit, it. I need to I yeah. was,
1: I was so nervous. Uh, I know, that before- they were going to mess it up. I do want to tell my worst spoiler story, because it's awful, in that I bought tickets to go see Star Wars Episode Seven at, like, noon opening day. Like, the movie was out for 12 hours, and I was on Reddit, and, like, I literally just saw, like, it wasn't even a post. It was, like, someone had flared something. Just, Han Solo is killed by his son Kylo Ren. And I was like... (laughs) like the densest possible just spoiler all of it. yeah just like the whole thing and like i was literally like waiting for the movie to start just like looking at my phone while like the oh bullshit God. like pre-credit or pre like preview things played and i was like
0: <sighs>
1: <sighs> so that's why i go to see like every Damn. major movie at midnight um yeah
0: I know that's the that's the thing is like I can't go on YouTube if uh, or I'm like really quick with whatever I search because I yeah. get all these suggestions um but I had such a great time watching the finale of Loki I yeah. was like just excited I, the whole time
1: I really kind of predicted this like personally a few weeks back I was like there was some theory I read on Reddit that someone was like the uh like any society should be like determined to not ever reveal themselves to another society unless they want like utter destruction. Like anytime two societies mm. cannot like touch each other, just right. like things are destroyed. And that my theory was that the TVA was like protecting the timelines. Like if they branch too far, that would like crash the, the, um, sacred timeline into the multiverse and right. it would get just like you know clapped and like it was kind of right and even like two weeks ago i was like i think king's gonna be in this but like maybe it's like a version of kang like because he's got like a character in the comics named immortus that's like right him. which he kind
0: of was he was dressed I, in the yeah immortus like they costume. didn't they
1: didn't ever name him which like that was almost no a critique they
0: i had well, they purposely blue balls you on Kang. Here's the thing. They're yes. like, well, Kang is going to be in Quantumania. in Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. So we aren't introducing Kang now. We're introducing he who remains, who is a yeah. variant of Kang. And so, yeah, they I'm like, they blue balls us so good where they even said the words the conqueror. <laughs> and yeah. he didn't well, say. And name. I
1: loved that. But, like, it ended, and Annie, who uh, is not a giant fucking nerd like I am, yeah, was like, right. so who is that? Because, like, the second Jonathan Major showed up, we're like, oh, fuck, it's Kay. Like, just instantly knew. Yeah. And, like, for, like, right. 30 minutes, she was I started just, like,
0: yelling, "Kang, Gang! Yeah. Like, <laughs> which she's is the like, new rock star I thing. don't
1: know. Because I didn't want to say anything in case they did say it. Uh, yeah. So, like, she's like, okay, like, he, I like, know, That's I know it, this is a famous was... person. It's so, like,
0: who is he? I was trying not to ruin it for Kyle. I was like, "Okay, he see who remains." I'm not gonna get say anything more. (laughs) He see who remains, but I uh, could tell I was just freaking out about who it was.
1: (laughs) There was a lot of like rumors circulating, like it was the Loki variant, or like the one I'm glad that didn't happen, and
0: I feel like we got a fake out with was that Miss Minutes was in charge. Oh, there's I. There were so many good theories. I loved the one that Miss Minutes was in charge. We still don't know what's up with Miss Minutes. They left that dangling. She's listen. She's just she's
1: a, a gaslight gatekeep girl boss. <laughs>
0: gaslight? What was that? Have you? I, it's like a, it's a thing. It's a whole thing, Luke. No, I get, I feel like I've heard it referenced. I just don't know what it means. I listen. I don't either. I just
1: I see TikToks and I I hit like and I get a more recommended.
0: Well, there you go. Did you watch Black Widow, Kevin? I did. I saw it Sunday. Did Did you
1: like it? I thought it was fine. Like it was, I like. I don't want to be overly critical, but like it was probably like in the bottom half of Marvel movies. But I think it's just because like I like it when the stakes are really high, and like, like it's it's very connected to a bunch of different things, and like in being a prequel that probably should have been made like four years ago, right? I, I like I just. There's no reason this movie had to come out today. Like it should have been made. Yeah, years ago. Um, That's just kind of like it's sexism because Black Widow should have just been a lead because everyone else was besides Hawkeye. And even he's getting his own show, which I'm actually excited about now.
0: Yeah, uh, I know after the Black Widow credits. But, um, but no, that's what I've been reading a lot of the criticism of it, um, and. It was too late. They did her character a disservice, but I loved it, and I thought it was. I think it's in the top half of Marvel movies, actually, because I I love like Winter Soldier. I love the spy genre uh, ones, and I cried at the end of Black Widow. I just thought Pew and Scarlett Johansson were both just so amazing. Just the story of that like family, I thought was so cool. And there were so many like fun. I thought Taskmaster was great, and I know I know some people might not love like what they did or just the fact that it was like self-contained to this movie. But I I loved it. I thought it was great. And there's definitely definite plot holes, but just the whole time watching, I was like, this is so great. So um, I might be in the minority there, but I thought it was awesome.
1: I guess. Uh, well, first off, you did say uh, P was great, and Yes, like this is Yes. This is a pew driven film. Uh yes. she's absolutely the highlight. I guess I, I guess I wanted a bit more of a spy movie. Oh wait,
0: were you talking about Florence Pew? I was talking about with their guns, how they always go pew pew. Yeah, Pugh, yeah. Pugh. Well, Pugh. many many That's things happen
1: right. after they go pew 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 that drives the story. Right. Uh, um I, like I wanted yeah, a little criticism? more of a spy like espionage. Like one of my favorite like Black Widow scenes Ever is in the original Avengers when she's like tied up and she's like, you know, getting interrogated by those Russian dudes. Uh some mm-hmm. Eastern Black yeah, country. Yeah. And then she's like, she gets the phone call and she's like, you idiot. Like I almost have them giving up. Like like kind of the more like shieldy espionagey thing. Like, I almost wish this right, was more right. mission impossible and less Captain America.
0: Um uh may I direct you to the mask? That she had on her face. Of oh, they did do one of those. Face. And I, that is textbook Mission Impossible.
1: <laughs> and in Mission Impossible, I'm always ready for it. I'm always ready for someone to rip their, their face off, but they did it. And yeah. so I was like, whoa! And they even swapped. I know. Costumes. I was like,
0: wait, what? Um, I remember watching Mission Impossible 2 when I was young and thinking, like, they had masks on. Like, my mind was blown. I was like, what? That is the best screenwriting in the world. Oh, and Mission it's of
1: like, 2 is, is certainly <laughs> one to uh, <laughs> to say is the best screenwriting in the world. That movie, it's so.
0: And now I something. know it's, like, considered one of, like, the worst ones in the franchise. Um, but, yeah, Marvel gave us a lot of good stuff. And I have a comics uh, tout because I'm obsessed with this stuff. I subscribe to uh, Marvel Unlimited, the app. And it's cool because when I'm watching these videos and they're like, this is from this sh- issue, I can just go, like, I read the uh, Throg issue with the uh, Thor frog. And uh, so now I just started the Citizen Kang run because I'm going to it's like a Captain America, a Thor and a Fantastic Four comic. And it's all like Kang going to all three of them. Some Kang storyline. So I'm excited because I uh, am uh, getting to read all the old comics that I never read because I haven't read them in years, like so many since I was like a kid. I think as I like
1: kind of was fascinated with the comics, but like only in kind of a movie way. Like I, I liked the X-Men after the X-Men movie came out, but I never got into comics because like, how,
0: like, there's just like, I know that's what I struggled with. There's just there's so, so much
1: and they intersect. And as like a kid who like doesn't have money, like if Marvel yeah. limited had, had existed back then, like I would have been hyped. And I feel like that's why I enjoy, like, the Marvel Cinematic Universe so much, because it is, it's doing all the things yeah, the comics did, do where they it. intersect right. and they tell different stories, but they're all kind of connected. But it's also, like, in a very manageable amount of time. Like,
0: a couple movies yeah. a year, and now, like, a few TV shows. And they streamline things, like, look like at He Who Remains. It's like, yeah, let's combine, like, a couple different characters in one, uh, yeah, see, that's what I struggled with, too. I remember when I was in college, I was reading on Comics X, which was this other app, and my dad, like, I was still on this phone plan, and so he's like, what are all these purchases uh, <laughs> from the... And I'm like, oh, they're comics? And he's like, what? <laughs> um, but no, that's what... Just get an app if you want to do it, but I, uh, I loved him as a kid, and I occasionally dabble with like a graphic novel but i'm excited to take my nerddom even to the next level and (laughs) dig into marvel stuff i'm a big
1: fan of the graphic novel format because like i i can't say i've probably read like five actual comic books in my whole life like the the oh yeah paper like trades or whatever like graphic novels like it's a good afternoon like you you get the whole story i've definitely read more Um, of
0: those Did you, uh, you didn't read comics as a kid or when you were younger? Not a lot. Like Uh, I had
1: like books that were like, like like this, all the Spider-Man suits and like, it would like talk about them, like what comics they were in and why they were used and whatever. Like I had a bunch of those and like I looked through those, but I never like, I never read the actual comics.
0: Hmm. Uh, I just (laughs) remembered something. comics as a kid because i had like i loved spider-man and batman obviously and me and my brother always read them i had some mickey mouse comic too i remember because my parents still have them but i remember my brother had this batman as a pirate comic where batman (laughs) was like a pirate and there was like this like sexy lady in it and i remember alex and his friends like or his I forget which friend of his it was they were like reading it and they're like you can't see this Luke and so for it like haunted me I was like is there a naked lady in that comic I need to know and then like years later I found them in my parents house and I was like I can finally see and I looked and it was like nothing does <laughs> <Did> that
1: <laughs> like, live up to expectations
0: it was like Batman was like getting out of bed and she's like laying there in the sheet it's <laughs> like why did they censor it from me incredible childhood luke his mind ran wild i um, i had like yes.
1: friends that like lived next door and were like of different ages and we always like when me and like the older like kids would want to hang out without the younger ones be like oh we're gonna go to like bonopoly and it's only like how old are you 11 it's only the ages 12 and up like Bonopoly. and like literally it was such it was such a bullshit excuse and like we were all children so we all fell for it and like but i just like absolutely remember that number moving as like we all get older it's like oh uh you're only nine like it's it's
0: 10 and up is bonopoly a game where you want to open the most bakeries bonopoly
1: Listen, I don't think we, we went that in-depth with it, but uh, it was it was for older kids only, that's for sure.
0: Oh, okay. Wait, were you mispronouncing Monopoly, though? Yeah, yeah. Or, oh, okay. I like, we weren't like, even wait, clever wait, enough to come up a with, a like, game called Monopoly? No,
1: we weren't even clever enough to come with, like, a good fake game. It was just Monopoly with, like, a B or whatever. Oh, okay, I see. Listen, Luke, uh, as a child, I was an idiot. And uh, <laughs> I don't know that I haven't outgrown that.
0: Yeah, I don't think I have either. So why? what better moment to offer you our expertise um, as former idiots um, on new music? Let's talk about the music we're digging in our touts. <laughs> All right, first up, I'm excited. I just uh revisited this album that came out a few weeks ago and uh it's the album Mount Pleasant by Kosha, who is a uh Irish uh, singer songwriter, and I had put one of her songs on my playlist and like completely forgot about it, and it's the song Do You Wanna Dance? And it's so good, it's such a jam. And uh it came I heard it playing this weekend, and I was like, What is this? I forgot what it even was, and then I revisited this album. It's so good from top to bottom and uh it's like great electronic pop, uh R&B, and she just does super interesting stuff with her vocals. Like on every song it's something cool and interesting. Um so I highly recommend that one. Uh Ma- Machami or Machomi, not sure how you say it, but um This is one that was on The Ringer's top 10. Uh, The Ringer released their, like, best albums of the year. I shared that in the Discord. And uh, this was the one I was listening to that stuck out to me because it was uh, really good. It's apparently he uh, doesn't show his face, and it may be West Side Gun. (laughs) People have theorized that because West Side Gun is, like, involved in it. And um, so it's, like, your rapper's rapper really, like, Finally penned lyrics, uh, over some like sample based, uh, beats. So it was, it was really good. I want to spend some more time with it. And then, uh, since the Sparks Brothers documentary recently came out, I have been making a playlist of my favorite Sparks songs and revisiting their 2020 album, A Steady Drip Drip Drip, uh, which I, it should have been one of my favorite albums of 2020 i revisiting it i'm like why was this not at the top of my list because it's so good and i like sparks has been around since the early 70s and i love their 70s and 80s work too but their new stuff is amazing as well so i highly recommend that one and then uh I'm working on a feature uh, on Lord, so I've been revisiting some of her past works, and uh, her album Pure Heroine debut album is obviously amazing, groundbreaking album, Uh, but the extended version I recommend because the B-sides she puts on there are really good, and one of them is a cover of The Replacement's Swingin' Party, which is one of my favorite songs of all time. And there's lots of good covers. Actually I didn't know I heard a cover of it before I heard the actual song and thought the band Kindness had made it, but um but Lord's version sweet with her low voice singing it. And if you're listening to Lord's old stuff, may as well check out her new song, Solar Power. I'm gonna do a whole feature on uh these singles. But you know who does backup vocals on that song, Kevin? George W George H. W. Bush. No, you were close. It was George W. Bush. Ah, um, damn it! I you threw the H in. I you know, know what? Because I always um, go
1: for George W. Bush, gut instinct. So I tried to switch yeah. it up, and I, look what it cost me.
0: Cost you a lot. Hey, if I were to say, y- your girl's on it. Your your favorite
1: is it Carly Ridge Epson?
0: No, close. Is the other one, Phoebe Bridgers. The, yeah, it's Phoebe. Okay, uh, the other one i forgot how much you love carly rage episode too you should uh, never forget that (laughs) i I never i never will again um and but yeah phoebe bridgers and claro do backup vocals so that's pretty sweet um they're getting in on the lord tracks hell yeah and and those are my touts what you got sir I've been really enjoying last uh, week's release.
1: Last year was weird. Volume three by TK. Oh Manzel. yeah, and that I really title makes have, a
0: lot more sense this year.
1: Yeah, well, and I have essentially thrown all three of them into a playlist and just like Ooh. go volume one through three, and it's just That's like
0: a good idea.
1: What a what a. Uh, what a journey. What a bunch of awesome tracks. <laughs> like if you treat them like an album, it breaks my rule of being too many tracks long, but like, you know what? I don't I don't care. It's great. Who cares? I love it. I've been enjoying it. Uh I definitely feel like that's going to make an appearance on my end of year list.
0: Also, I mentioned it last time, but her cover of Where's My Mind by the Pixies is great.
1: Really good. And speaking of albums that probably should have been on our End of your lists that weren't i was listening to la Machina la Machina? um by conway the machine his album this year very good mm. but i really i bounced back to from king to a god from last year and that album okay man i that might have uh that might have gotten some end of year list consideration from me if i'd spent a little more time with it it's just really really mm. good the man's a machine. Yeah, just just good music year after year. And finally, a release from a bit ago. I've really been enjoying, I don't know if I've touted this before, but I'll tout it again, Blue Weekend from Wolf Alice. That album is really good and vibey. Mm. And uh, if I touted it before, yeah. it's worth the second listen.
0: So I think I actually touted it. Um, I love Last Man on Earth that song yeah that album it's occupied my the
1: space of saturday morning music for me which is like a very specific mood and it's always something i always hold very close so uh i just i love it i'm into it it's very good
0: that's i mean if you're holding it close you must love it yeah cuddling with your little cd of wolf alice every night
1: Oh, man. What's the last CD you bought, Luke?
0: Oh, uh, I don't know if it was the last one. I went through a big CD buying phase where I would go to Dearborn Music all the time back in 2013. Uh-huh. So I think it was Jay-Z, Magna Carta, Holy Grail, um, which my brother borrowed, I think, and either messed up or never gave it back to me. Um, but I still have – I've got a storage cube up here just full of all my old CDs. Um because I definitely was going through a phase where I bought them. And then I'm like, why am I buying CDs? Records are cooler.
1: I Yeah, I held out to CDs for way too long. Uh, the last one I bought was Run the Jewels 2. And okay. That, that's like a good one. That's one of the few. Like, the rest of them I took to my parents' house and, like, left them on a shelf. Uh, and I they had, like, some flooding with, like, the storms we had. And I was like, all right, we should, like, move things up. Uh, in the basement in case like you know there's more and i like looked at the cds on the bottom shelf and there were my cd purchases from like 2005 <laughs> through 2000 like 12 oh, yeah. and i was like okay never mind we don't need to move these they are not worth a single thing <laughs> you're right. you're it like, was a bunch of real dad you're like choices. super
0: nice sound system i'm not worried about that but the run the jewel cd <laughs>
1: No, 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 because, like, Run the Jewels even, like, has some value. It was, like, all the weird alt bands that I got into in, like, 2009 that I haven't listened to (laughs) since, like, 2010. Uh, I know. I I
0: have one from One Day as a Lion, which was, like, Zack De La Roca's, like, side project in the mid-2000s. It was, like, him and someone else. I forget. It was, like, kind of a super group, but, like, a duo and um, I'm like, why? I've I've moved that CD to multiple apartments and now into the house. <laughs> and I was like, I always see it. And I'm like, I don't even remember this, but I bought it for some reason. Oh, and I was I like Queens of the Stone Age too.
1: I was devastated. Uh, I got a new car that doesn't have a CD player. And I had to end my like seven year run of keeping AM by Arctic Monkeys in my car's CD player <laughs> because I would listen to it like, once a year when my phone's Bluetooth would shut off accidentally. Yeah.
0: Maybe your phone's not working. You got to throw a CD. In. You got to
1: have a, and now like I, if that doesn't happen, I'm doomed.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. I know. It's like back in 2013, I think it made a little more sense for me to be buying CDs. Still not a ton, but <laughs> there was more things that play them. Um, but yep. You know, the times are changing. We're in a format war. Uh, but we're not really I think the format uh, wars are over You know what that's from Is that show Physical uh, With Rose Byrne Because it takes place in the 80s And this guy's like trying to get her to do Betamax over VHS oh, yeah. And he's like we're in a format war
1: I'd uh, I'd um, like to let it be known That I was an HD DVD supporter Which uh oh. Yikes I think I owned like The Bourne Ultimatum on HD DVD <laughs> Oh, and man uh, yeah
0: that might be worth something now it certainly is not <laughs> let's uh make like loki and stop looking in the past and look towards the future as we talk about the music we're excited for this week in shouts
1: <laughs> a pretty light week in music releases uh today uh, we've got waves with Hideaway. That will be fun yeah, and vibey. A good cool. album for the summer, I'm sure. And sure, becoming one of the most productive groups in music, we have Czarface with Czar Noir, uh, a new album.
0: I think it's pronounced Caesar No Ear. It's like yeah, uh, well,
1: it, it's like they stabbed Caesar, but like somebody missed and like got a ear. And they're like, oh, it's Caesar No Ear. Yeah, that was his last nickname before he died.
0: Or it's like, just to bring it back to the Loki theme, Caesar and Van Gogh are somehow just like merged into one person. And so he cuts off his ear, Caesar no ear. Who's to say that
1: Caesar wasn't a variant of Van Gogh?
0: Hey. Hey. Not me. I'm uh, I'm not going to say it because I know the truth. All right. Well, I got the aforementioned Claro with a new album, Sling. Excited for that. Her last album was awesome. Uh, Burst onto the scene with an amazing album. And I believe it was produced by Rostam as well. Um, So I'm excited to uh, hear what she's got on this new one. Then Chet Faker with Hotel Surrender. The singles from that have been pretty cool. He does like a Sort of like electronic uh, rock hybrid type thing. It's interesting. And then (laughs) John Mayer with Sob Rock. He's getting real sad on this one, ladies. (laughs) All of John Mayer's albums are directed at just the ephemeral ladies. I I know that about him. Uh, I believe that.
1: Listen, he's not talking about a guy's body is a wonderland. We, we we all know no. the deal.
0: He's not talking about fathers be good to your sons, which he probably should be. It's <laughs> I mean, probably the more important song to be written, Honestly, the, the bigger
1: problem in the world. Um, yeah.
0: He's, he's not, not... Are you coming up with... He's not ev- saying <laughs> waiting on a man's world to change. No, he is. Damn.
1: He's not
0: uh he's not saying singing to heavier things uh that are dudes
1: (laughs) he's not
0: saying to dudes come back to bed
1: holy shit luke okay listen i want you to take a guess just just take a shot in the dark how many albums does john mayer have listed on spotify
0: um all right let's see this so, is including live albums so that it's kind of cheating but well i know many? that um he had there's that first one with your body's a wonderland on it yes then there's heavier things i believe which was my the one i loved in middle school yeah uh, i'll, I'll be honest i was all about on.
1: john mayer in this era
0: oh yeah Oh yeah, for sure. I was I had a burned CD of heavier things. Then you had Continuum with Waiting on the World to Change, and he also does a cover of Jimi Hendrix' Axis as Love. Uh, and then I'm guessing he's had. So that was that was three that I listed. Ten.
1: John Mayer on Spotify has fifteen albums listed.
0: Jesus Christ are any of them like live or they're yeah, all like, no, most of
1: them are live there's like in there in 2004 there's as is live there's as is live in Cleveland slash Cincinnati Ohio there's oh, well, as is live count. in Philadelphia slash Hartford there's as is live in Houston Texas and there's as is live in Mountain View California why wow.
0: five recordings of this tour John Mayer. Um, why not? Because the mayor heads are going to the mayors of East town. That's what he calls his fans. Uh, they're going to eat that shit up. So like, I want to hear this same album played in four different places. Come on. Is John Mayer going to be like the next, uh, Dave or grateful dead where he's just got like 10 million live albums and tours all the time. It could happen. I just,
1: you know what? You inherently are broken inside because I was like, Dave who? And obviously you mean Dave Matthews oh band. But I was like, like, who the fuck is Dave? Like, God, Maybe I'm broken inside. <laughs> um, Maybe it's on me. I should know that.
0: So uh, Kyle might not want me to tell this story, but when we were camping this weekend, so, uh, someone who is camped with us started playing Dave Matthews, and she's like... I don't know if I could do this. If they're gonna be listening to Dave, I can't handle that. Within two minutes, she's dancing to this song. It's like, and she's like, "It's in my blood." I don't know what to do. Uh, The relationship
1: that you and Kyle have with Dave Matthews is concerning. uh, It's chilling and admirable.
0: Well, you know where we're going. Uh, In a couple weeks, we're gonna two weekends we're gonna be seeing dave wait you're seeing dave for two weekends no in two weekends oh okay for two weekends straight we're seeing dave i i wouldn't that wouldn't surprise me luke yeah honestly it probably yeah it it could happen but uh nope just one weekend i think that's all i uh i can uh handle right now uh
1: one you get one post pandemic empty his toilet over a over will my Dave, mouth, I hope so. Over, will they be emptying a toilet over a boat on a river in Chicago? Because truthfully, that is to me the most memorable thing Dave Matthews Band has ever done.
0: Uh, I I yell it every time people are like encore, encore. I'm like, do the thing where you shit on the bridge. <laughs> yeah. And they uh, they always remove me from the concert. I don't know what's happening. Uh, but yeah, so. Uh, I'll I'll have a uh, Dave report for you when I get back for sure.
1: I want it on my desk by Monday. Did you know there's a <laughs> Wikipedia page that's the Dave Matthews band Chicago River incident?
0: Of course there is. Oh. Um, and also someone didn't see the episode of community where Jeff says, Real fans call him Dave.
1: Oh, I know. I was thinking about it. I just
0: <laughs> Not a real fan. It's okay.
1: No, I'm not a real fan.
0: Why didn't that happen with uh, Grateful Dead? Just too many members? Why aren't people like, we're going to see Jerry?
1: Well, because, I mean, they call him the dead, right? Like, they've shortened <laughs> Oh, yeah, I guess the name. that's true. This is just, this is Dave Matthews' band member
0: erasure. Like, there's more than
1: just Dave.
0: Uh, yeah. Well, one of his uh, members got canceled, and one of them died, so... <laughs> Oh, we just focus on Dave, okay? <laughs> just, just our unproblematic king. Yep. Oh yeah, he never wrote a creepy song about a wet dream, that became one of the biggest hits in the '90s. <laughs> it's crashing into me.
1: Oh, I know, I know,
0: I know. In Crash into me sure.
1: being about a wet dream is just a step below finding out that semi-charmed life is about meth.
0: Uh, that is, that fucked with me. I'm like, what? <laughs> they just straight up say it in the song. Like, it's not
1: yeah. even alluded to. He just says it.
0: Yeah. We're all just like, people were do, do, sneaky. Why were they so sneaky? Like, just tell us what you're talking about in the song. You don't need to hide your meth and your gist. It wasn't hidden, Luke. It's literally. We're, we're going are it. Maybe away. it wasn't. We, no, were, no. we were all just.
1: <laughs> Full lyrics. Do, 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 do. Uh,
0: meth. Is yeah. It, I'm like, <laughs> what did they just say meth? Do, do, the do, sky was do, gold. Do, do, do meth.
1: It was rose. I was taking sips of it through my nose. Cocaine. Uh, mm-hmm. and I wish I could get back there. Someplace back there. Smiling in the pictures that you would take. Doing crystal meth will lift you up until you break. It's just
0: wow. a lyric in the song. Jeez. I, even when I found that out, uh, I don't think I realized it was that explicit. Damn.
1: Verse, verse two, first, uh, first stanza, whatever. Yeah, that part.
0: <laughs> After the second set of doo doo doos. Well, we've certainly lived a semi-charmed life, and thanks to our three daddies, uh, we're a Planet Ant podcast powered by Finecast. Head over to PlanetAnt.com, check out all the great shows over there, and go to our page, and you can join our Discord. PlanetAnt.com/slash/best-song-ever our third daddy offshelf.net check it out it's on the internet you can go read my interviews up there check out the shelf sessions all the good stuff i'll have a couple more uh and i've gotten the works coming out there soon so that's gonna do it for us this week as always i'm luke laban saying you better check your perspec
1: and i'm kevin connor saying go ahead chase that glorious purpose this is best song ever for all
0: time always
1: This has been a production of Planet Ant Podcast, powered by Pinecast.